listening to Designers Unfiltered, the podcast that's all about empowering, educating, and inspiring you to build your very own profitable interior design business. I'm Court. And I'm Riz. Together, we will uncover insider tips and tricks and explore the untold stories of other successful designers. We are here to entertain, educate, and unpack the industry's best kept secrets. Designers Unfiltered is your go-to podcast for leveling up and living your best interior designer life. Welcome back to another episode of Interior Designers Unfiltered. Today, we are joined by an amazing stylist and designer, Naomi Brand. Woohoo! Hello. Hi, thanks for coming today. <laughs> Thank you. For Yay, having- we're so excited. <laughs> yes, very I'm excited exciting. to be here. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. We've been like wanting to get you on for a while. So it's good that we're finally doing this. Um. Yeah. We just sort of like for all of our viewers who don't know who you are, do you just want to do a bit of an introduction on who you are, what you do, what your business is? Yeah, sure. So I am um, the founder of Brand Collective Property Styling. Um, So we're located in Sydney, uh, property styling for sale, been around for about 12 years So making me feel a bit old when I say that, but uh, we do interior design. We do um, a lot of talks. Look, it's reached into so many different arts down here. So yeah, it keeps us very busy. And now I've launched this online course, which I'm so excited to talk to you guys about. Yeah, that's awesome. I reckon like we don't talk to a lot of designers who have had a business for that long. So congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, and yeah, and obviously you have a lot of experience in what you do. So we're excited to sort of dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, because you have been open for so long, how do you think that your business has sort of evolved over those years? Like from what you used to do to what you do now? It's, it's incredible how it has evolved and like really unexpectedly things that I'd never thought I would do. So Obviously, I started in property styling, which is what I loved, and I didn't have any expectations to do anything else. In fact, I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to do interior design. Um, So it's really been a beautiful, organic sort of emerging into those different arms of the business, doing Airbnb styling, doing home styling, um, you know, where we're buying furniture instead of renting it. Um, It's been a massive transition, and strangely, enough I I love that and I didn't probably five years ago um and then also doing talks um you know at the home shows doing writing for editorials and things like that again things I didn't think that I would do so they're really things that have come out of it but it was such a great launch pad starting in property styling because that helped get my work noticed and it got my name out there so it's just incredible how yeah it's just kind of shot off into different arms yeah that's cool I think like once you sort of are in the industry there's so many different ways that you can incorporate different projects and stuff into your work um like styling or actually like color selections or you know doing talks for other designers and stuff like that so I think that's cool and I think like when you when you've been open for so long you need to do those things otherwise like that's just boring if you don't like I Personally, I just, I need like new things happening all the time. I get bored. <laughs> yes, I'm the same. I'm yeah. the same. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, So at the moment, are you still doing a lot of property styling or are you doing? So about, oh gosh, well, I had Bub. 
about he's 10 months now. So I made a decision last year um, to basically cut down the property styling by about two thirds. Um, and at that point, I was getting so many inquiries, which I was turning down for interior design and home styling because I, I just at that point, I didn't have time. And I thought, what do I really want to do here? I took on one project and I loved it. And I was working, as you guys know, so closely with, you know, clients and it's a longer project. I feel like there's more creativity um, in that aspect, just with really honing in on what that client needs as well, as opposed to, which I do love, property styling where they're quick, quick transitions and quick turnarounds and quick transformations. Um, so, yeah, I found myself sort of because I had been doing that for 10 years, basically, um, really liking the other. But, yeah, so I decided to shut down property styling. So we still have um, a small arm of that and I work with, you know, only a couple of amazing real estate agents. I love that I have the choice to do that now because I'm sure we'll come to it. There's challenges with with working with different um, different people. But, but yeah, we still do a bit and I'm really just honed in on my niche style, which I find works really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, like what you just said, having that like niche style, which if you hop onto her Instagram, you can <laughs> instantly see what her niche style is. Um, <laughs> and I think that's great. And obviously you get clients that come to you for exactly that, which is good because you obviously enjoy doing that style and you're good at it. And it's yeah. so good because I almost don't have to sell myself to the client now because they know what they're getting. I don't have to say, look, this is my style. It's coastal, contemporary, minimalistic or what have you. I know that they're coming to me because they've already seen it. They know that works for them. They know that's what they want. So niching that, which again, I've done over time and I go into this a lot in the course, um, has been such a game changer just yeah. for getting the right clients and doing, you know, your best work. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's something that like we talk about a lot in our course as well, how important like niching down is. And I feel like a lot of um, designers like resist it. Like they're like, no, no, why would I do that? Like I'm cutting out all of these, this clientele that I could be having. Like a lot of people just are like, no, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, but you really should and you have to. Um, and it'll make your life so much better and easier and more enjoyable in business. So much easier. And it's funny you say that because I remember, and I do talk about this, when I first started my journey um, so, so long ago, <laughs> I was trying to do that. I was trying to do every style. I was probably in an unhealthy way looking at competitors, thinking I had to keep up with the Joneses. Um, and I found it just worked against me. So that was one of the mistakes that I learned where I was trying to do, say, traditional styling. Perhaps I was in a different area that needed it, like Warunga or Sanai's and things like that. And I didn't feel comfortable doing it because I knew it wasn't me. So therefore, first of all, it wasn't my best work. Second of all, you know, um, the clients probably weren't always entirely happy. Um, so I found, you know, you were swapping things out. So I wasn't making as much money as I could. It just wasn't a seamless process. And I, I, it hit me eventually that you don't have to say yes to every job. You don't have to make, you know, that that's a beautiful area and that's great, but maybe we need to look in a coastal area. Maybe we need to, if it's even a little bit further out, it would just make life so much easier. Um, yeah, for sure. The yeah. And now um, we've seen that you've launched this course um, for future stylists. Do you want to tell us like a little bit about that and what inspired you to actually do that? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I've wanted to do it for so long. And of course life gets in the way. Um, but it's just property styling and having my own business has enriched my life so much. Like it changed my life completely. Being my own boss, working my own hours, making my own money, um, having control over my life, which, you know, we all want. Um, I was able to do that through this and I took a risk. I had, there was no schools out there at the time to learn about the back end, to learn about everything I learned, I learned in the field. I learned the basics in design school, which was great. It's a great foundation, but I would say that's a very small component of as to when I got out in the field and I was really running blind. Um, and, and that's why I've created this so I can really simply break it down because you can be a great stylist and you can love styling, but it's also the business that you need to know. You need to know, like, there's so much networking that goes into it, marketing that goes into it, pricing. There's so much that I didn't know and I had to sort of feel my way through it. Um, and I, that's why I've done this. And I'm, I don't want to be, I'm not a gatekeeper. I really, I think there's enough work out there for everyone. And I just want them to thrive. I want them to sort of have that choice of you know whether it's property styling you start in this course goes through so much more other than property styling but like me to start somewhere and then you'll have the choice as to where you fit in in the interiors world whether that's yeah. you know interior design airbnb styling what have you um it's yeah. a great launch pad yeah i think like um you know obviously we're very much on the same page we have a course and you know the the idea behind it is exactly what you just said. Like we have all of this knowledge. Why would we gatekeep the knowledge? And also like as a business owner, like we didn't have any of that when we started and we wish that we did because why wouldn't you invest in, you know, a course for what you're wanting to do and learn all of the things that you need to know to be successful instead of just trying to figure it out on your own and wasting time and money and all of these things like it's so invaluable in things and that's very much like for us now I'm like okay we don't know how to do this go learn from someone who is really good at it yes um, like it's pretty simple you know invest the money go learn and you yeah. can you know grow your business much quicker and more successfully um like so much better so I think it's awesome. And I think there's so many things popping up now in the design industry of courses and stuff for people to utilize. And I think that they really need to be doing that and yeah. not resisting it and be like, oh, but that's like an investment. Yes, it's an investment, but you will get that money back. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I, I love doing courses myself. I don't think we ever stop learning. Like. No. It's wild. And yeah, as you say, there's so many courses popping up and I'm like, I'm on them too. I love them. I just think there's just a wealth of knowledge. Like there's so much knowledge at our fingertips now. Um, you know, you don't need to be going to university to learn things like the internet is a great <laughs> learning tool um, and we all need to be like utilizing it. So I think that's awesome that you've released this course. Thank um, you. <laughs> and yeah, after we did like a bit of a mentoring session. And you yeah. were like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, go do it now. <laughs> yes, I remember. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> we were talking about like what, and I'm like, God, do you think this is the right topic though? Like, should I? And you're like, yes. I'm like, this is the one thing I know, like the back of my hand. Why wouldn't I do a course on this? This is just, and I, I, you know, and there's so many budding stylists out there. It's such a great time to do it. 
Yeah, it's a great it's a great topic, and I think there's a lot of demand for it because even with us, sometimes we're like, for that part of our business, we have a lot of questions. Yeah. It's a I feel like it's one of those sort of topics with designers that a lot of designers don't actually know what they're doing. They're just like fumbling through the steps and how to invoice and how to the trade discounts and all of those things that are happening, depending on what kind of styling business you have. So I think it's great. Um, And I guess like from your experience, what are like the key skills that you think every home stylist should develop to be successful? Look, I think they need a number one, a passion for styling. I think without that, you won't be successful. I be- yeah. I truly believe that. Um, and from my own experience, I remember when I first started on my couch in Freshie and I had like two grand in my account and I just quit my job. And, um, and I literally did not think I would fail. I don't know what I was thinking, but I just went for it. I was like, I'm not going to fail at this. And I think a big reason for that was because I loved and I believed in the work that I was doing in transforming homes. And as you guys know as well, like the reaction that a client has after you've transformed their home is like the most amazing feeling. Yeah, um, best. It's so good. It's so yeah. worth all the hard hours and sweat and tears that you might yeah. have, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say they need to have a passion. I think they need to have a willingness to learn as well. I think that's a major thing. Um, and you know, sort of understanding the industry as well. When I first started and for the first few years, there were so many large, you know, big fish out there. So it was quite intimidating. Um, And I, the way I navigated through that was understanding what my strengths were. So I quickly realised, you know, I'm a boutique. I'm never going to be and I didn't want to be a big big company. So what of what what's my point of difference to them that I can sell and that I can market? And that was client um connection. They would have me the whole time. And I found they really loved that they didn't see 10 different people, you know, one doing the quote, one doing the styling. And then they're like, who do I call if I have a question? So they loved that. And I think also the uniqueness that I brought in the styling. So look, and big companies are great. I'm not I'm not saying anything about them, but sometimes it can become a little bit cookie cutter and the same sort of pieces. Um, And I feel like this has come full circle today and a lot of the boutique smaller companies are more popular than the larger ones because people are loving that experience and they're loving that, as we were saying, niche styling, all of the boutiques have their own style. So it's it's working for them. Um, Yeah. As designers as well, like, when people hire us, they want to work with the people that they see on Instagram, the owners of the business. Like, you know, they come to us and then if a client came to us and we're like, oh yeah, we onboard them, like whatever. And then they never saw us again. They'd be like, (laughs) I didn't like pay you all this money to work with this, like your employee. Like, you know what I mean? Like I think interior design is a different sort of thing where clients want that um, relationship with the actual designer of the business, not an employee that you have um, sort of thing. So that's like, I think that's a tricky thing to navigate, like transitioning from a little small sort of boutique business to something that's a bit bigger. Cause I feel like you do lose control of what your employees are doing, like design wise, like you're not really in it. 
Completely agree. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, I believe in delegating, yes. I mean, this is something that I've had to go through as well. Um, yeah. You know, where do you draw the line? Because I can't do everything. You know, we yeah. can't. It's just impossible. Wish you could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we try to, but yeah. then we are, you know, absolutely drained and just, yeah. So, yeah, I believe that you definitely need to, I mean, one thing that I found really good is like automating certain things that you don't need to do that don't require your personal touch and your personal creative control. Um, so that's been really good. But, yeah. That's definitely a hard, yeah, it's a hard thing. And we talk about all the time, like how do you delegate certain work? But I guess that's a bit of like you need to let go a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, it is, especially like when you do designs and it's your little your little baby and it's hard to give it to someone else yeah and I just always think that I can just do it better so why would I give it to someone else? <laughs> you know <Yeah>. um <laughs> I guess like talking about that as well like when you first started I guess over the years like what are the biggest sort of challenges that you faced within your business uh-huh. there were so many yes <laughs> so many um look a couple of the biggest ones I would say would be pricing. That was a major, major one. And it's crazy because I'm that's probably the most common question I'm asked about the course. Do you go through pricing? And um, I get it because I had no idea. And, you know, it's a major, a major, you know, whether you get the job or not is you can come down to pricing. They can love um, I mean, look, we're a bit more expensive um, and I did position myself as a boutique stylist and that we did have high-end furniture, which worked, but, you know, there's still a limit to what people are going to pay at the end of the day. So, and this is with property styling. Um, so, yeah, I would say pricing was a major thing. Um, layout was was something I completely, every house is different. So I really had to dive in and learn and I really just trial and error on that one. And I think you can, you can, in the course I do go through layout, but again, you, you'll learn as you go. So, you know, and you're going to make mistakes. That's just part of it. And that's how you learn, I believe. Um, and I think, oh God, what was another, a big one was, yeah, dealing with competitors again, I think, just knowing where I sort of stood in the scheme of, you know, the interior styling industry. Um, and how to approach that and just again knowing my strengths knowing my weaknesses and how to market them um, that would sort of make us stand out yeah I think it's like uh, pricing is a massive one that we hear all the time from people and they're like I don't know what to charge am I like obviously you want your business to be profitable and you also don't want to be like doing stuff for nothing but like you said there's sort of a cap of how much you can charge and how much people are willing to pay at the end of the day um and I think with like designers we're very creative and we're not business people like our brains typically don't work that way so I think the business side is just the hardest for most designers and that's just something that you learn as you go or you delegate (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, it's true and I guess that's why I've made this course about starting a business rather than let's teach styling because that was where I was completely lost and that's where I've I find most stylists are because they can love styling 
But if you don't have the business part right, then, you know, inevitably you're probably not going to succeed because you really do need that. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, insurances is such a major thing. Um, the slightest thing happens, you need to be covered. Yeah. So in, in the course as well, like, do you cover, so you cover obviously pricing. Do you go through like contracts and like, how do you, how do you manage the clients and like all of that sort of stuff as well? Yes, we go through absolutely everything. So there's five modules, there's about three to four lessons in each. Um, The first one is general setup. So insurances, setting up accounting, um, the small things that you need, like invoicing, ABN, ASICs, domain name, like there's so much that sometimes you don't even think about, especially when you're thinking about, you know, this big vision that you have. It's You've got to do all these steps first and then we can go and look at the fun, creative, buy cushions, buy artwork, what have you, um, and start looking at higher companies, whichever direction you're going to go in. Um, but legals, contracts, I give examples. I always believe you should have legal advice on that um but I give examples and sort of show people what you need to have in them pricing go we have a whole lesson on pricing so I give um my students a template our exact template that we use to price up um furniture itemized and how you sell that to the client including logistics pricing which is another major thing um logistics in itself is is a lot to think about um and that's why I just try and simplify everything for everyone but yeah pricing is yeah it's in there it's in there and and you can change it um to your location because obviously every this is throughout Australia um we've had a lot of people come in from Melbourne and also Brisbane and sign up for the course which is really cool so yeah they can sort of tailor it to however they need we give client proposal templates through Canva which they can edit. Um, so it's all done for them, basically. I had a girl um, message the other day. She's up in Queensland and she works in the real estate agency um, area. And she's like, I've started styling. It's become huge. I didn't expect it. I've started buying furniture, but I don't even have a client proposal. And I'm like, okay, this is perfect for you. Yeah. Here's your client proposal. Yeah, you need <laughs> Just, that. Yeah, you need it. Um, yeah. So it's all there for them, you know, so they don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, yeah, if you can like give someone all of the tools and be like, here you go, implement yeah. this into your business. Like that's so easy because that yeah. stuff is so time consuming and like Googling how you do certain things and like all of that stuff. That's so great. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not something that's out there. It was. It's not out there for us to go, okay, can I please buy, you know, what do I put in this client proposal? I had no idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's it's I, I think this will be a real game changer and um and Canva's great. I don't know. Oh, we use Canva for like everything. Oh <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's my best friend. You know, it's so awesome. Um so I guess like we have some other questions about like your styling, just mm. like things that we want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like what are your favorite stores to source from? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, how long do you have? Um, so there's a supplier directory in the course, but if I could name my favourites, MCM, obviously, yeah, uh, that's definitely up there. Uniqua, I love. They've got beautiful quality pieces um, and I love how they're all super original um, and they just, they're state. I, I'm big on statement pieces. I'm more bold minimalistic than clutter and little sort of bits and bobs so I think you're better off investing in like a beautiful sofa 
rather than, you know, and a maybe an entertainment unit rug, coffee table and one chair rather than really cluttering up the space with less expensive pieces yeah. and obviously longevity of them. Um, Canvas and Sassen are really cool really cool they're like mid-range and we've have they bring out some beautiful pieces which is really good if you need to finish off a room and you're sort of on a tighter budget so I find they're really cool designer boys Olive and um Oriel, I love their artworks co-theory they've got beautiful oh, stuff nice stuff they've got so many nice things I want one of their pin boards actually they're stunning um <laughs> so does Riss <laughs> 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 he always sends them to me and it's like we need these I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> I know we've got to have our office looking good I mean we yeah. need it in our life <laughs> yeah. um I would say yeah that's they're probably off the top of my head my faves Boyd Blue's beautiful god there's so many yeah they have nice stuff too yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm just making notes here <laughs> <laughs> I'll send and- you a look yeah please do <laughs> oh there's just I, I, there's just so many and there's emerging ones that are coming out that are just oh la mason i love la mason they're amazing for like a really more sort of luxurious upper class coastal i would say more of a hamptons but really comfy sofas well-made beautiful like wood pieces you can't go wrong yeah awesome um and I guess, like, obviously it's great buying beautiful pieces for the client, seeing it all come together and it's amazing, exactly what you visioned. But along with that comes, like, challenging clients and things that go wrong and stuff like that. How do you usually handle those sort of things? <laughs> and, like, do you have an example of something that, like, could easily go wrong? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have lots. I have lots. Um. To answer the first part of the question, I would say the way that I handle it is I think, okay, how do I handle challenges? What I think about is who do I want to be when I am my ideal self in the future? How would I handle this challenge? Um, what is the best version of me that I would that I would say, okay, that's how I want to handle it. That's what I should be doing now. That's That's how I do it. I'm like, okay, step out of myself. How, how do I want to look? That's what I need to do. Let's not think about that's what I'll do in the future. Let's do it now. Um, so, look, it's experience for sure. Um, where It's always going to happen. There's always going to be challenging clients. But I think if you think about being real, think about what they actually want, and then you can really see it from a different view and think, okay, well, what can I give them? How can I, instead of getting angry and frustrated, and think or being offended, you really have to step out of that because, my God, I I remember I used to get so upset if someone didn't like a certain thing. I thought, I can't take it personally. This is a business. How how can I handle this? What what does this person actually want from me and how can I give it to them? Um, So that's probably how I would would do that. I've had to, I think you're better off suffering. I mean, I've gone through stages where it's like, okay, I'd rather lose money on this and make them happy. Because number one, you've got referrals. You never want an unhappy client. Um, and God, I could give you some examples. <laughs> I mean, look, that usually solves the issue. But you'll have that one client um, that you cannot make happy, and that is 
probably only happened to me once, I'll be honest, where I've had one where it's like nothing I do is going to work here. So you kind of have have to cut your losses um, and take it as a learning experience and think, okay, I'm going to walk away from this one. And again, you can kind of know that if read the signs next time, if that's your right client, you don't, as I said before, have to say yes to every client um, because this is our business. We do have control. Um, And in property styling, which, you know, obviously is different to home styling, yes, sometimes it is your own business, but you do feel like you do have a lot of bosses. You've got the real estate agents, you've got the clients, you're also dealing with logistics, removalist companies. If you're hiring, you've got those people as well. So there's a lot of different elements that you have to work with. That's why you need to streamline it so it doesn't get stressful. Um, But, yeah, I, I I think, look, just be a nice person. Just do what you can and and love what you do and ultimately you'll read the signs if, if a tricky one's on its way. Yeah, for sure. And I think as business owners, when those sort of situations happen, which they do, um, it's the inevitable. Yep. Um, like knowing how to remove yourself out of it and then look at it sort of from a like top view, like an aerial view and go, okay, what's actually happening here? Um, and like just sort of pull yourself out and not be offended or like not be angry or like all of those sort of things um, and just like look for the solution what is what are we doing here to mo- keep moving this along and at the end of the day like you said you just want happy clients because those refer like you know word, word gets around it's especially here like where we are in Newcastle Newcastle is not very big so you need to sort of keep everyone happy and all of those sort of things. But I reckon, yeah, like challenging clients is probably the hardest part sometimes. It depends is. on personality um, in a business and like yeah. not taking things personally. Yeah, it's major. And I have this conversation with my other girlfriend who's in design and like we'll call each other and we'll, we'll take turns. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, anxiety, this client. And I'm like, okay, let, and it's great because we can step out of each, you know, it's like, why can't we say this to ourselves? But you can't sometimes. And I, that's great that you guys have each other, you and Rhys. Um, And I think it's just having someone say, it's going to be okay. Let's yeah. break it down, um, find a solution. And then to be honest, move on to the, move on to the next, because yeah. odds are you won't have that every project. Yeah, for sure. And especially um, like you would know when you have multiple projects going on multiple clients and some clients are just draining yeah just difficult they are just make everything difficult and when you're putting all of your energy into that and like sucking onto that bad energy you're not actually giving your good clients the attention that they need um so yeah like learning how to separate that and go okay I'm moving on from that onto like things that I should actually be focusing on Um, I think that's just something that you sort of learn as you get more experience you get more confidence um but yeah (laughs) yeah that's so true and that and that's the word confidence the more confident because when you start out you know you're so excited to get your first job your second job your third job that you know yeah sure I did it you do bow down a little bit and you do say you know you're the yes man and um I think I think the more you know and it comes with yeah, the maturity of your business as well as to when you sort of say, and you're not being rude by saying no, you're not being, you're, you're, you're saying this is my worth and this is how we operate. These are our prices or these are our policies. And um, 
And that I think they respect you for that in the end. It shows you know who you are and how you operate. Absolutely. And like even like we find when things happen, which they happen with every single job, like something is going to happen. You something's not going to get delivered, something will be wrong, something like just things happen. Um clients definitely respect you more on the way that you react to the situation, fix it. Or like, you know, those sort of things. And by the end of the job, they have like so much respect for you and the way that you handle yourself. So it's really important to be doing those things and not just like yeah. flying off the handle and being crazy and <laughs> all of these sort of things. Clients like, what the hell? Yeah. Do those behind closed doors. <laughs> yes. Go home and just scream into a pillow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Oh, it happens um, guys just, it happens <laughs> yeah I'm laughing because like yeah it just happens so much yeah. <laughs> um and I guess as well um like you said before you have little baby how do you find um like managing your time now how do you manage like all of your projects that you have on and having a little one Yes, it's been a big life change Um, and funnily enough, it's been my biggest year. So it's wild because I don't know if you find this caught, but I'm actually, I've become more productive having a baby, I think, because I do so much more in a small space of time rather than, because I know I've got like a short period while he's napping. So I just get so many things done as to oppose before it would have taken me a whole day. Um, But yeah, I, well, (laughs) I'm... I've automated a few things, um, which has really helped. Um, obviously, we've brought on um, a few staff members, which are great, just to do certain parts of the installing and things like that. Um, I have sort of, I mean, certain programs with social media, scheduling has been a major, major game changer again. Um, and it's just being really clear with my organisation. I was I'm so not organized at all. Um, So I've really honed in on that and it's changed everything for me. Just being organized, not feeling like also I have to reply to an email within five minutes. So this is the smallest thing, but I automated my email response saying I'll respond, you know, thank you for your email in 24 to 48 hours. It's changed my entire life. It's the best thing I ever did Um, because I don't feel pressure to do that, you know, if I've got a feed bar or, or what have you. So I think stepping back a little bit like that has really helped and just delegating, automating things and just being super, super organized and also not saying yes to every project. Like I'm actually scheduling them, you know, three to four months out. Um, and again, I think that's come with experience, knowing how long a project will take and knowing that you want, you need to give all of you to that project. You really don't want to be, you know, spread too wide looking after three projects at once. Yeah, no, definitely. I like that email thing. Yeah. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) Um, yeah, because you do like, you get emails through and you're like, oh, like, I'll be, I'm like someone where I'm like, I'll, I'll write a list in the morning. I'm like, okay, I need to get these things done. Cause like you said, I know that I have this amount of time and I need to get these things done. So I'll write them down. And I just like, I'll turn my phone on, like, do not disturb. I'm like, don't call me, don't text me. <laughs> but then emails will come through and I'm like, yeah, looking at them. But you do get that. You're like, oh, I need to reply to that. And no. it's just really distracting. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually, I feel like anyone should implement that into their business. Yeah. 
I think that's a must. I really do think that's because I'm the same and emails come through on my phone at midnight. You know, if I'm awake with Barb, I'll pick up my phone and yeah, I've just changed all of that because you need to switch off. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just like, especially as a business owner, it doesn't, your brain doesn't stop. You just, it's not like you end at five or whatever time. And then it's just like, nothing. I dream about cushions. I dream about occasional chairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all do. It's like a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a very pretty nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess like we're sort of wrapping up here, but is there anything else that you want to mention about your course that we haven't oh. really spoken about? Um, look, I think if anyone's wondering, you know, why they should do it or what, what they'll get out of it is that I'm teaching things that you don't learn in design school, which is probably the biggest thing that I think I want people to know, because I mean, I've, I've been to design school myself. Um, and as I say, everything that I've learned about having a successful business, I learned on my own out in the field. So that's why, um, and there's so much as, as you know, we've only touched on a few things, but what I've done is just really simplified it all, made it really easy to sort of learn and to get a business up and running really quickly and effectively. Um, and there's things here, as I say, on the back end that you really need if you want to to have a long-standing business. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the things, so we go through marketing, branding, massive, like branding is huge. I mean, we branded rebranded recently I know you guys did too which I love by the way I love your you. <laughs> um but yeah that's a major thing that I didn't think about way back then and that's been another massive transformation for us which has got us a lot a lot of business um so there's those things that people need to think about and again I've simplified that for them websites is massive like I don't know if you guys have noticed but so many styling companies don't have websites or they just are a little bit, um, you know, passe. So I go into that a lot and you can set up a website in three days. So these are just little things that I want people to think about um, and it's all there for them to execute really easily and and sort of get up and running. But, yeah, if you have a passion for it, I say go for it. It's just been life-changing for me and I love it. I just wake up every day I'm like, is this what I get to do? Is this where it Am I getting paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like we feel the same way. It's it's like such a game changer when you are doing something every day that you really love. Yeah. Um, and I think like what you said before about um, how in design school, they're not teaching all of this business stuff. And realistically, like you can be a mate, you can be the most amazing designer in the whole world. But if you don't have your back end set up, yeah. you're not going to be successful. Bottom line. You're not going to be bringing in money. You're not going to have an income. You're not going to have like people aren't going to know who you are, like any of this sort of stuff. So it's really important that everyone's learning this stuff. And it is, we learned as we went, Yeah. like we, we know how to design. We're really good at it, but we didn't know any of the business stuff. And we have just learned as we've been going along. So like I said, if someone can literally be like, here you go, here's everything. <laughs> why wouldn't you take it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. silly not to. Yeah. So, I guess um, the last thing that I just want to sort of ask you, which we ask most of our clients, is what is next for your business? Ooh, um, look, I'm focusing really on the course now because it's evergreen, which is great because it means that it's consistently available, but I'll be adding to it. 
I'll be constantly adding to the content because I just loved making it. I was up at midnight, baby goes down. I was like scribbling notes. I had papers all around me, computer over here, and it was just pouring out of me. So there's so much more I do want to add to it as time goes on. So a major focus will be on that um, and maybe doing some mentoring. So we've given a, a few uh, free Zoom sessions away. So we've got them booked in for next week. Um, and uh, projects. So we're doing a project in Wollongong. We just got signed up yesterday, which is really cool. So we've got an Airbnb um, and this amazing yeah, amazing property. And look, I'm just, yeah, taking it as it comes this year. I'm just coming off the biggest year. It's been nuts. So I think, and I've been hearing that from a lot of people. It's just, it, it's been a full on year and um, I'm excited. 2023 was the bomb. So I'm looking forward the to bomb. seeing 2024. bomb.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was awesome. My pleasure, guys. Thank you for having me.